When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi fans, welcome back to another episode of Large Almond Latte. This week, I achieved a massive milestone. I went out for dinner for the first time all year. I know, totally wild. I had a friend's birthday who I must rate so highly because I went out on a Saturday night for them. Nay, not just a Saturday night, a Saturday night in the middle of this semi-lockdown. And it wasn't even a milestone birthday. It was her 28th. Honestly, I think you have to be literally the most elite kind of person to have birthday celebrations for every single birthday between 21 and 30 years old and have people attend. But oh my God, the night was so bougie. I felt like I was in normal people having dinner with Marianne's friends. They wanted to talk about philosophy and politics and they wore lots of neutral colors. I only know one philosopher and it's Jaden Smith. Yes, Will Smith's son. My contribution to the conversation was a classic Jaden quote. If you drop the soap, is the floor clean or is the soap dirty? Yeah, so I don't think I'm going to be invited out for dinner with these people anytime again soon. Today on the podcast, the highly anticipated sequel to the episode It's Time for a Skincare Routine is here. And fans, it's time for a makeup routine. Then I count down your top five useless skills, as told by you in our Facebook group, Large Almond Latte. And I review a tasty little treat of a rom-com, a movie I definitely recommend you do watch for a change. Can you keep a secret? Now that we're allowed out of our caves again, unless you live in the dark lands of Victoria, I've been hit with the realisation that if I'm presenting myself to the world again, I should probably slap on some face, which will obviously take to my skin like paint on canvas because my skin is so lush from my enthusiastic skincare routine you know I have. But between having a newborn and being locked inside since like forever, it feels like I have not coloured my face in forever. I think my makeup bag is basically some Astralis bronzer, some Max Factor full and soft mascara, and I don't know, like two or three juicy tubes. Not that it would actually even matter because while I was researching this segment, I discovered that I have been applying approximately 97% of my makeup completely wrong. Basically, I just got the lip gloss right. So it's very clear I am in no way qualified to impart any sort of makeup wisdom on you. So once again, I've brought in the big dogs. I have consulted with award-winning makeup artist Bridget Sophie from Bridget Sophie Studio to bring you the basics of an everyday makeup routine. Now, I've tried to Google and YouTube everyday makeup routines, and the bitches that do these routines obviously do not have jobs or need to watch min 10 hours a day of Netflix because 
I do not wear that much makeup on my annual Saturday night out. So when I say basic routine, I mean exactly that. No contouring, no baking. Bridget isn't going to recommend five shades of foundation to get you the everyday look of Kimmy K. We're going to take you through the basic products that will help you look effortlessly flawless. Obviously, you can also pick and choose which elements you want to use, but fans, you know I'm a Lazar biatch and I would not give you anything more than effortless. However, caveat, just like doing an exam before you can nail it, you do need to do the required readings. So before you can effortlessly apply your makeup, you need to know what to apply and where. Just think of this as a really fun and entertaining study session. Bridget says you should give your face max 20 minutes of loving in the morning. The first five minutes should be dedicated to skincare. And fans, do you know how smug I felt when she said this? I felt like such a proud mum because the prequel to this episode, It's Time for a Skincare Routine, has been one of our most popular. So I know the large almond latte community are dewy little dumplings. And if you haven't listened to that episode, it's not essential listening for this, the sequel. But as Bridget says, skincare is a bit like brushing your teeth. It can be a bit boring, a little tedious, but also how good is not needing a root canal? After your five minutes on skincare, then 15 minutes max is spent painting your face. The word foundation is a pretty strong indication that this is where we should start. But just like your Camilla Moo Moo, it's not one size fits all. There's matte, dewy, stick, cream, liquid, pressed powder, tinted moisturizer. And right now you're thinking, ah, this is already not effortless and we haven't even started. But like I said, there's a little pre-reading before we nail the exam. And if you need some extra motivation, I know you've had Facebook memories pop up of your 16-year-old self slathered with an entire face of orange bronzer. So think of this information I'm about to impart on you as detrimental as labeling your salt and sugar correctly in the pantry. If you don't, it is legit a recipe for disaster. First up, we have matte liquid foundation. This is top billing if you've got oily skin, blemishes, or it's hot, so you're going to get sweaty easily and need to counter that natural wet look. If you've got naturally drier skin, using a matte liquid can really exaggerate the fine lines and flake up your skin. Next up, we've got the Regina George of Foundations, the most popular moisturizing liquid foundation with a satin or satin matte finish. These generally have a slight sheen for that dewy look, which is so hot right now, but it's not ideal for already oily skin. It would just exacerbate it. These typically provide a light to medium coverage, which is why they're great for everyday use. Then we have powders, which apparently are not the same as bronzers. We'll address those later on. And they're super lightweight. You can wear them on their own, especially if you want to reduce the shine of the sunscreen you definitely just put on. Or more commonly, as Bridget suggests, you use it to set your foundation and touch up during the day. You can put it all over your face or use it to touch up the areas that get oilier throughout the day, like your schnoz or your forehead. Powders can be totally translucent, so they'll only come in one color in that case, translucent, or they can have a bit of glow to amplify that dewy look. But go easy, Fuller. If you have oily skin, the powder can gather in your pores, and if you have dry skin, the powder can absorb the moisture, drying you out even more. Then we have cream compacts and stick foundations, and... Oh my God, these remind me of my mum waking me up at 5am when I was four years old to put a seven inch thick layer of Max Factor pancake foundation on my face for dance competitions. 
full toddlers and tiaras style. These offer medium to full coverage, which is why they're great for your next performance of Wicked with your local community theatre, or if you just prefer a thicker application. And look, I really can't talk about these anymore because I'm so triggered. Finally, we've got tinted moisturizers, which I like to wear and claim as my natural skin because they have the most natural coverage of all. And as much as I would love to say that my extensive skincare routine affords me skin akin to an Instagram filter, it doesn't. And I very much need a tinted moisturizer in the morning so I do not look like I've been dragged out of a 300-year-old grave. Tinted moisturizers can be a light to medium coverage. It really depends on which one you get. Also, do not be fooled by one that says it has SPF in it because unless you are going to wear a whole tablespoon on your face, you still need to sunscreen. Oh my God, I love Bridget. She totally appreciates the frugal life and has given us a super easy hack to create your own tinted moisturizer. You just mix a third of moisturizer and two thirds of foundation or mix it up to get the consistency that you want. Regarding application, Bridget says it also really depends on the product, but you can totally use your fingers, especially for tinted moisturizer. But remember, you're not giving yourself a deep tissue massage. You gently guide the product on your face, which also includes your ears and neck. Something I have definitely excluded previously from the definition of my face, and I will include moving forward. She also says if you're going to use a beauty blender, use it to blend right at the end, otherwise it's going to soak up too much product. Finally, Bridget also recommends always using a primer with any foundation, including tinted moisturizer. Yeah, so I know, totally overwhelming choosing a foundation. It's kind of like choosing a DVD at Blockbuster. There's a lot. In addition to this required pre-reading, I suggest strongly that you visit your local Mecca or department store for a makeup consultation. They'll be able to choose the right formula for your skin and be able to match your skin tone to the foundation, which is so important. Plus, Mecca will also give you really healthy sized free samples so you can test drive before you buy. In terms of product recommendations, I'll mention one or two for each here, but in the show notes at largearmandlatte.com, you'll find a more comprehensive list of recommendations from Bridget, Grazia's beauty editor, Emily Algar, who has the dewiest, natural, beautiful look of them all, and also some holy grails from regular fans who don't work in the makeup industry. If you've got any additional recommendations for your ride or dies, please drop them in our Facebook group, Large Arm and Latte. For a tinted moisturizer, we've got ITCC Cream, Your Skin But Better. It's $63 and you can get it from Sephora. This is as popular as Misha Barton was in 2003 and it's exactly as described, Your Skin But Better. In terms of a liquid foundation, Bridget's Ride or Die is MAC Face and Body, $54. You can get it from MAC or Mecca. Hourglass Veil Translucent Setting Powder is a bit spenny at $74. You can get it from Mecca, but it lasts forever, so cost per wear, you know, it really gets down. And this product is about 234 million people's favorite product, including Bridget's. It blurs your pores and fine lines, which is all we want in life, really. Let's talk concealers because sadly, our blemishes did not end with puberty. And no matter how much sleep we get, we are always tired. So we need some top-notch products that are going to filter us flawless, cover those discolorations, lighten dark areas, and disguise blemishes. And, oh my God, not to sound the alarm, but if you don't have the right concealer or you're not applying it correctly, you could actually be doing the total opposite of creating a flawless complexion. You could be basically making yourself look like a zombie with pre-clearosyl level acne. 
acne. Now, I don't know where we got taught to apply concealer and a quick Google search would suggest that this is actually a method still being taught by the YouTubers, but expert Bridget would like me to scream this loudly for the people in the back. You do not need a concealer four times lighter than your skin tone and you do not need to apply a triangle under your eyes. Well, shit. I am guiltier than Ted Bundy on both accounts. She says you want your skin to look like skin. And yeah, in hindsight, I guess the triangle of Casper White concealer against my NARS Laguna bronzer really wasn't a good look. So what do you actually need then? It is likely you will need two different concealers. Under your eyes, you'll want a color that already complements your skin. Two shades lighter, max. Also, you'll probably want something with highlighting properties to contrast those dark circles. For the rest of your face, you want about the same color as your foundation, not much lighter at all, if any. Anything lighter and you're literally highlighting your blemishes. Again, it really makes sense when you say it out loud. Like foundation, there are also different formulas for concealers. Liquid concealers are the most versatile. They come in matte to dewy finishes. Like foundation, the oily skin types should steer towards matte. These are also the longest lasting. For normal to dry skin, a dewy finish will be perth. They do tend to stick less throughout the day, but have a more oh, a natural look. To be honest, the natural under eye look is not something I'm really going for this season. In fact, I'm kind of gunning for the exact opposite where it's covered up. And this is where your setting powder comes in because it holds the concealer in place. Now, whether you are using concealer first or foundation first, it's really up to you, but you would use your setting powders after that. Now, you can use one setting powder for under your eyes as well. Or you could use a separate setting powder that is specifically for under the eyes, you know, if you're that little bit extra. In which case, you would want one with, again, a little bit of highlighting properties in it to really counteract those dark circles. Back to the liquid concealer. They are also best for covering fine lines and pores. Because they're lighter, they're not likely to clog your pores and burrow into those lines. However, Bridget says regardless of the product, that will happen if you use too much product. Because concealer is not Dulux and your face is not a wall, so you don't need to apply like a fresh coat of paint. You'll find that a lot of descriptions in concealers and foundations call out buildable coverage. So that means that you start light and then you can add layers. I know from personal experience, it's super tempting if you've got dark bags to just whack on the thickest layer. But I also know from personal experience that it just ends up chalking and it's so annoying. And then you're like, what even are these friends in my life for if I have been at this wedding for five hours and not one single one of them have told me that I have like 10 tons of concealer caked within the fine lines of my face. So rude. I actually did once watch a makeup artist on YouTube who had an achievable look for the proletariats because she was straight up honest and was like, you know what? You are never going to fully hide your dark bags and hollow eyes with concealer. You need to get fillers. And that is the philosophy that I 100% believe in. And oh my God, a philosophy I believe in. I should have said that at dinner. But anyway, she did also say that when she applies concealer under her eyes, especially she uses her fourth finger because they're weaker, which just makes me think of scary movie. Um, Take my strong hand. I digress. She uses them because there's no way she can give herself that deep tissue massage when she uses a weaker finger. Nifty trick. 
Then there are also stick concealers, which are heavier and again, not ideal for oily skin because they can clog your pores. Those are ideal for on-the-go touch-ups, but they do take a bit of blending because they're thicker. And finally, we have cream concealers, which are the ones you'll usually find in a pot or in a compact. These are medium to full coverage and once again, generally not ideal for oily skin, but also can be good for under the eyes because they're a bit thicker and they can cover them dark bags to an extent. Overwhelmed again? I am a little bit, but honestly, knowing your concealers and foundation is life-changing. It's the difference between all the guys and gals buying you drinks at the club on Friday night because you just look so lush or looking like you've dipped your face in a bucket full of chalk dust. Like I said with foundations, I just strongly, and Bridget, Bridget the expert, strongly suggests that you just pop into Mecca and do some test driving. One of the most popular concealers in my Mecca Chit Chat Facebook group, which is a Facebook group of people who love Mecca and Mecca products, is NARS Radiant Creamy Concealer. It's $48 and I really like it because the shop assistant told me it actually goes on better with fingers than a brush and I was sold. In terms of a specific setting powder for under your eyes, if you're that extra, Laura Mercier Secret Brightening Powder for under the eyes. Well, it's not a secret anymore, is it? You can get that for $45 at Mecca. Oh my God, you guys. I feel like I've been walking around with spinach in my teeth my entire life because why did nobody tell me that bronzer is not for your whole face? What? Bridget tells me the objective of bronzer is not to look like you've been in the sun for seven days, which is news to me. The sassy bitch was like, if you want a tan face, Nicole, get a spray tan. Look, in my defense, I would like to say I strongly don't believe it is my fault that I am so misguided in the objective of bronzers. Why would NARS call their product Laguna if they didn't want their consumers to think that by slathering it all over their face, it would make them look like they've been living in Laguna Beach. So I'm just going to casually go back through all of my Facebook history ever and delete like seven eighths of all of my photos. Apparently, the correct objective of bronzer is to add just a touch of color, a touch of color that is no more than two shades darker than your actual skin color. And yeah, I've definitely been doing this so wrong. Bronzer is used for the shadow areas of your face, which contrast the light areas. Bridget says, apply it gently over your nose, the hollows of your cheeks. You can also do the top of your forehead and along your chin bone. Now, if the audio explanation's not really doing it for you, you can head to the show notes at lajamandlatte.com and I've got some really simple diagrams in there for you. Now, unfortunately, you cannot use your talons for this, so you'll need a bronzer brush or a kabuki brush. Bridget says she actually doesn't apply bronzer every day, only if she feels like she's looking a little sick or not as radiant as you would like. Like, again, you don't need to apply all of these elements. You can pick and choose. In terms of product recommendations, yeah, I'm still going to go ahead and recommend NARS Bronzing Powder, 60 bucks at Mecca, specifically in the shade Laguna. It's still like one of the best-selling bronzers in the world. So whatever, I stan Laguna. To be clear, that recommendation was from me and not Bridget. Bridget recommends any bronzer in the Becca range. They're around $64 and you can get them from Sephora. Cheeks. It does not matter how flawless your foundation is. If you don't have any color in your face, you can definitely look a bit um, 
dead. A little bit of blush can be life-changing. A little too much blush can make you look like you're on your way to perform at a children's party. With blush, we're playing the same old oily or dry skin game. Dry skin or those wanting a bit more radiance can opt for a liquid blush, whereas if you have oily skin, again, you should opt for a powder blush. But Bridget says she prefers powder blushes anyway because she knows they last the longest. Now, I thought if a blush was a neutral color, it was just a highlighter. And once again, I was wildly incorrect and I am again questioning my entire makeup wearing career. Bridget says that you should pick a blush based off your skin tone. For fairer skin, pinks and the dusty colors work really well. And for darker skin, neutral, tans and browns. Bridget said she could also go way deeper, but I didn't pay her. So she wasn't prepared to write a thesis on color theory. If you do want to know more, you can always slide into her DMs on Instagram at Bridget Sophie Studio. Also, as a basic white girl, I can definitely vouch for the fair skin matching the pink because, yeah, I literally don't know another white girl that uses anything other than Nas Orgasm. Apparently, blush is another thing that we've been taught to apply all wrong. You shouldn't actually apply it while you're smiling because smiling changes the shape of your face. You should smile to find the apples of your cheeks and then relax to apply. Or put really simply, just apply blush where you naturally go pink after exercise. To apply, Bridget recommends using the aptly named blush brush. Again, got a really simple diagram for you in the show notes. In terms of product recommendations, you know I'm going to recommend NARS blush in orgasm for the white girls, but they also have a really great range of colors for other skin tones. To confirm, this is also approved and recommended by Bridget. It comes in powder, liquid, and stick. So there really is something for everyone. Highlighters, not to be confused with Crayolas or neutral tone blush. Highlighters, as the name suggests, are used to highlight. And I feel like a Mensa level genius for finally understanding the intended purpose of a product. Highlighter goes on the areas where the light naturally hits your face, reflecting it back and making your face shine like Vanessa Amorosi. So where the light hits my face, I'm thinking like my prime burn areas, like the tip of my nose and my forehead, and Bridget's like, not really. You put it on the highest points of your cheeks, under the tips of your eyebrows, and for nights out with the gals, your Cupid's bow. Again, show notes for a really simple visual. A common misconception, Bridget says, is that you should also highlight the bridge of your nose and your forehead. Remember, you're highlighting these areas. So unless you want to highlight your schnoz and your forehead, you do not need to highlight these areas, which shit. No surprises here. I have definitely been doing that. And I absolutely do not need to highlight my schnoz. It's already at Pinocchio level. Oh my God. So you can use your blush brush to apply highlighter if you're using a powder or if you're feeling particularly adventurous, you can even use an eyeshadow brush. Or if it's a liquid, you can just use your fingies and massage it in. In terms of product recommendations, Chanel Balm Essential Glow Stick in Transparent. It's 71 bucks, a bit spenny, a bit bougie, but Emily, the beauty editor that I stand from Grazia, says if she was let loose in Maya with a $100 gift voucher, this is the one product she would buy. I also feel like I should throw in a savvy product, so let's go with Emco Highlight and Glow Stick, $9.80 from Woolies. Apparently, one of these sells every 30 seconds, and it's Recommended by Large Almond Latte's most knowledgeable beauty fan, Carly. So it must be legit. 
Oh my God, fans, I feel like we have reached the point in our exam study where we are on the home stretch. We can definitely take a night off, head to the club, probably my fave seven, and get lit on my other fave cruises. We are on to the peepers. Now, the train will not be stopping at Shadow or Liners. We are on the Express to Lashes. Now, the cheapest option with lashes is obviously to slap on a lick of mascara. There are approximately 293 million types of mascara on the market. So total nightmare. This is like if you're in Blockbuster choosing your DVD combined with being at Coles, picking out which lollies you want to eat while you're watching your DVD. Bridget says that drugstore mascaras are a bit same same, but the big watch out with them is waterproof mascaras. Wearing them every day can dry out your lashes and contribute to breakage. While mascara is definitely the cheapest option, I don't think it's the laziest option. So you know I've got an alternative up my sleeve here. This week, I got a perm and Botox for my lashes. Basically, it's a lash lift using a low concentration perm solution. Like it actually smelled like I was getting my hair done. So weird. Then it also includes the Botox serum that's applied to your lashes for length and a color tint because nobody wants poo brown lashes. I was super skeptical because I have these little chodes of lashes, but I kid you not, it looks like I'm wearing a classic set of fake lashes, except they didn't start falling out as soon as I left the salon. And I haven't been waking up every day since with what feels like $25 worth of eyelashes on my pillow. I cannot believe they're my own lashes. And the absolute best part was while each of the serums was drying, I got a scalp massage. And if you give me a massage during any treatment, I'm in. I'm sold. I will be back. I'll also drop a highly filtered pic in the show notes so you can see for yourself. A Botox lash lift lasts approximately six to eight weeks, and this one set me back a hundred, as opposed to a set of false lashes that would set me back about 150 and last four to five weeks. So yeah, falsies are totally another alternative to mascara, either the ones that cost you the cash monies that you get done at your lash studio or the ones that you can put on yourself every day. But my vote is firmly with the Botox Lash Lift. If you're in Southeast Melbourne, I got mine done at Lash Lift Studio in Glen Huntley. And as you can probably tell, I had a lovely experience. Product recommendations. Bridget recommends the savvy option of Maybelline Lash Sensational. Or if you're a bit bougie and want to spend some dollar bills, Bridget recommends Chanel Volume and Length Mascara. This is what she uses on all her clients and it's $56. Brows. Okay, we're actually not going to go into brows because honestly, it could be a whole episode. But if you do want some direction with your brows, feel free to hit up Bridget Sophie on the gram at Bridget Sophie Studio or slide on into Benefit Cosmetics because they are the holy grail of brow goods. You were up to lips if you didn't get that. Love lips because you cannot put a lip gloss on wrong. If you've got chapped lips, also known as every person in winter, definitely opt for a balm. You can even get one with a little bit of color if that's your brand. If you're after some shine, a gloss will get you looking instantly glowy, says Bridget. Or if lipsticks are part of your everyday, and personally, I would love if I could make lipsticks part of my everyday. I would love to be like Gwen Stefani and be known 
known for wearing my lipstick. Like, oh, Nicole, the girl with the really great lips. Yeah, I'd love it. Except that I get lipstick on my teeth 100% of times I apply lipstick. It's so upsetting. Bridget says, do not cheap out on lipsticks because we all know there is nothing worse than a flaky lip. However, if you opt for a cheek and lip tint in one, you can definitely get a little more bang for your buck frugal life. It's also best that you pop on a lip liner underneath to help it stick. I unfortunately was born with a really rare, not so rare, genetic disorder of a thin lip. So I like to run the lip liner slightly over the outline of my lips to make them look a little bit more plump if I'm going to be in a relatively dark room and nobody can tell. But hey, I have got pretty much every single element application wrong thus far, so you probably should not take my advice. Bridget's product recommendation, YSL lipsticks, they're around $50. And for a savvy option, Lana Lips, it's $14.95 from Mecca. Like the sheep's wool? Yes, like the sheep's wool. This is another cult favorite. Harry, we've reached the top. It's time to lock it in, Eddie. Now, most of these makeup items we've spoken about have been around longer than the Colosseum. I you know, like they've been around a really long time. Like you definitely wore your mum's old mascara or lipstick. So to keep things fresh, sometimes marketers need to come up with new products like a setting spray. So definitely try before you buy because sometimes they're just gimmicky. Before setting sprays, I used hairspray and whatever. I've got those pics with my orange bronzer all over my face at 3am, so it must have worked. So some tried and tested options are MAC Prep and Prime. It's $39. Bridget uses this regularly on her clients. It's a weightless, refreshing formula with a slight due to it. And the Savy option, which is a universally adored option for those wanting a matte finish, is NYX Makeup setting spray. It's about $15 and you can get it from Priceline. And there you have it, fans, your go-to guide for a flawless, effortless daily makeup routine. Thank you so much to Bridget Sophie for her expert tips. I think we can all agree if I would have done this without her, it would have been highly negligent. If you're in Melbourne and you have a special occasion or a show or even want to just learn how to do professional level makeup, hit her up at bridgetsophiestudio.com.au or just look her Instagram like I do at Bridget Sophie Studio. Don't forget that this little essay will be in the show notes at lajamandlatte.com with even more product recommendations and more importantly, some super hot pics of me circa 2012 loving myself sick with a full face of Nas Laguna bronzer. This week, I was performing my ultimate useless skill slash prank. I can rewrap an extra gum wrapper to perfection and then I put it back in the packet so the next person gets an empty wrapper instead of a stick of gum. Lol, it gets me every time. So I wanted to know your useless skills and fans, I have put together the top five that you have contributed to the Facebook group La Jam and Latte. Number five, remembering movie lines. Paula and Christina can both remember movie lines. Paulina knows all of Harry Potter. And mm, for me, that specific movie is quite useless because I absolutely never want to be in a situation with someone where they are reciting me movie lines from Harry Potter. It could 
only be worse if I was hearing the lines from JK Rowling herself and she was casually sliding in her thoughts about trans rights. But mm, the skill in general I am really envious of because I can never remember song lines or movie lines. So I have to pretend or work really hard to memorize them to sound cool. Like, you know, when everyone is out and singing along to a banger, I never know the words. So I actually have a trick. I mouth the words peanut butter elephant on repeat and it looks like I'm singing along. I promise. Try it. It totally works. Number four, eyeball movement. Georgia can move her eyeballs independently of each other. Gross. Initially, I can see how this would be appear to be useless, but I know where it would come in handy. Probably not for me personally, because for me, jury duty is my dream job. But if that's not for you, I strongly feel that if you stood in front of the judge and started to move your eyeballs around, you would look batshit crazy and be dismissed immediately. Number three, remembering landline numbers. What's a landline? Michelle and Claire can both remember landline numbers from their childhood. And since they don't exist, do they exist anymore? Well, they definitely don't connect anymore. That is 100% useless. And it's occupying brain space that could be taken up by mobile phone numbers. I have this constant, a little bit far-fetched fear that I'll wake up one day in the middle of nowhere with no phone. I don't know how I got there. Maybe the lizard Illuminati kidnapped me because I did an episode on them, or maybe I've just escaped a cult. Yeah, no, that's juicier. I've just escaped a cult. And I need to contact my next of kin, but I don't have my phone and I don't know anyone's number off by heart. It's terrifying. So gals, you need to control alt delete those landlines and replace them with mobile numbers stat. Number two, the Indonesian greeting song. Extina can remember an Indonesian greeting song from her year nine Indonesian class, which um, maybe would be useful if we were actually allowed to ever go to Indonesia and greet people. But honestly, even if we could do that, this is a classic case of 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife because I really need the greeting song to be in Balinese because let's be honest, if any of us are going anywhere in Indonesia, we're going to Bali. And fans, your number one absolutely useless skill comes from fan money who can tell the difference between Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Now, don't get me wrong, from 1996 to 2004, this skill would have been absolutely resume-worthy. It pains me so deeply that now it's a completely redundant skill because the Olsen twins just refuse to live their best life, which is obviously making straight-to-DVD movies for their cult following. And let's just take a moment to remember New York Minute, Holiday in the Sun. It takes two. Okay, let's move on to the movie review. Can You Keep a Secret, which is on Amazon Prime. From the opening credits, I knew this movie was a strong brand alignment. It opens with Alipsa Sealed playing over an animated montage starring Alexandra Daddario, whom I want to be best friends with. She's the one in Baywatch with the stunning blue eyes and dark brown hair. My permanent top five, Zac Efron, gushes about her. My boyfriend in real life also pointed out way too quickly and in too much detail that she gets nude in True Detective Season 1 episode one. Tyler Hotchlin is also in it, who is better known as Derek from Teen Wolf or for the real elders, Martin in Seventh Heaven. Laverne Cox is in it. And finally, the movie is based on the book by Sophie Kinsella, who also wrote Confessions of a Shopaholic. Yes, I was in for a treat. 
Off the back of a disastrous sales pitch in Chicago, Emma, played by Alexandra Daddario, gets real lit before flying back home to San Fran. Instead of getting a promotion, which she so desperately craves, because if we know one thing about ourselves, millennials, it's that we love recognition. But instead, she thinks she's probably going to get fired. So this dull of a flight attendant takes pity on her and upgrades her to first class. Yes! She is a loose mess, but also wildly stunning. The plane gets very turbulent, like even the flight attendant is stressed, so you know it's bad. Thinking she's about to die, she begins to spill all her life secrets out to the super hot guy sitting next to her. She's so lit, she doesn't even notice what a complete thirst trap he is. Or that the plane lands and they're all fine. She's so awkward and cute, and because she's a walking coat hanger, she is definitely getting away with wearing this retro wardrobe that would look truly awful on like 95% of people. I am invested in this movie. Her disaster of a boyfriend picks her up from the airport. I catch the ick just looking at this guy. There is no way anyone believes this absolute goddess is dating him. He likes jazz, has serial killer eyes, and walks around his apartment in a t-shirt and no pants. She goes to work the next day, mildly hungover, as we've all done, at her job as a marketing assistant at a place called Panda. It's some sort of organic energy slash food company. Luckily, she does not get fired because her boss is Laverne Cox, who is not capable of such brutality. The CEO is visiting today, who turns out is the thirst trap from the plane. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing. She's told him all her secrets. The CEO's name is Jack, played by Tyler Hotchling, and he flirts shamelessly with Emma, and she gets really awkward, and it's totally adorable. So she tries to get some sort of spark back with her actual boyfriend, and it does not happen. So thankfully, she kicks him to the curb so she can start to date Jack without foregoing her moral code. Yes, Jack asks her out on a date and, oh my God, I can't, I love it. But he does keep taking these sneaky phone calls and he tells her that he really doesn't want anyone to know that he was in Chicago in the first place. So does he have a mistress? Is he selling the business? Is he not 100% perfect? Emma gushes to her two best friends slash roommates that she loves him over a glass of rosé, which obviously makes this whole movie much more relatable. But her friends are like, do you actually know anything about this guy? And I am stressed. This is too good to be true. There is definitely heartbreak on the horizon for our gal, Emma. Jack has a live interview on some finance channel and the whole office gathers around to watch it. Jack is asked, who is the target audience for your brand? Like a question that would totally be asked during a finance chat. Sure. But he's only got Emma on the mind. So he starts to describe her and in doing so, spills all of her secrets to the entire world. She has a My Little Pony bedspread. She isn't fashion forward. She cries every time she hears demons by Imagine Dragons. Her colleagues quickly realize he's describing her and that Emma is sleeping with the boss. They break out in laughter and all start singing demons by Imagine Dragons. They should all actually be suspended for workplace bullying. I just want to go and hug Emma because she's devo. She goes home to her two best friends in tears. Jack calls her and she tells him that she never wants to talk to him, see him, feel him or taste him ever again. Her friends want to get revenge, so they suggest she does the same thing that he did to her and she spill all of his secrets. 
but she doesn't know any of his secrets because she doesn't know anything about him. But she does. She knows that he didn't want people knowing he was in Chicago. Her second best friend is like, I dated someone that works for a tabloid. Leave it with me. And at this point, I really want to tell her she needs new friends because this is not going to turn out well. Meanwhile, Jack stalks her and finds her in a coffee shop. He tries to apologize, but he still won't open up to her because he says he has trouble trusting people. He's been burnt so many times before, but Emma is just not interested in excuses. I guess because of this or despite this, I'm not really sure the plot gets a little bit murky here. Emma gets some balls. Her colleague tries to take credit for one of her ideas that turned out to be a huge success. And in the middle of the meeting, she's like, no, that was my idea. Now, Laverne Cox, I'd like that promotion. Laverne is like, totally done, honey. And I don't know if this scene was necessary at all, but good for her. It's the night of her first best friend's dance recital. Her first best friend and her lawyer friends formed a dance troupe. And this movie has some real OG qualities, which is refreshing for a rom-com. Jack turns up before the performance, ready to share his secrets. Finally, the reason he was in Chicago is because he's goddaughter lives there. His former business partner died and now they try to keep the daughter out of the spotlight. That's it. Mildly anticlimactic, but I'll accept it. After the show, her second best friend turns up with their reporter. He starts to interview Emma about Jack being in Chicago and Emma's like, stop it, there's nothing to say. But it's too late. Jack walks out to see the reporter and thinks Emma has sold his story. This is why he doesn't trust people. Jack leaves. He gets on a plane to go back to Chicago, but Emma buys a ticket for the same flight too. I assume the promotion came with a tidy pay rise. I just assume also from previous millennial rom-coms and the bold type that she must be struggling financially and he's loaded. Anyway, she sneaks into first class and tries to talk to him, but he ignores her. Then, before the plane takes off, Jack braves it with the poor people in economy to find her. He stands at her seat and starts to spill even more of his secrets. He's afraid of the dark. He has a fake tooth. He met a girl on a plane and his whole life changed and he's completely in love with her. I cannot. I love love. The end. If you're a fan of the classic chick lit cum rom-com, you will absolutely love this movie and spend two hours post-movie stalking Tyler Hotchlin and Alexander Daddario as I have. There are definitely a few plot holes in this movie, but I could overlook them because everything else is just so good. The only other thing I could have asked for is that it went for even longer. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Thanks for listening to Large Arm and Latte. If you loved the podcast, a five-star rating and review would really help validate us. Large Arm and Latte exists because of your opinions, so keep sharing them in the Facebook group Large Arm and Latte, on the gram at Large Arm and Latte Media, and visit largearmandlatte.com to read, write, engage, subscribe to our newsletter, and generally get your peepers around even more brunch banter. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.